Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Living Lives with Khalid. Uh, today I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, DJ Mao. Marwa, please. Hello. <laughs> hey guys, uh, uh, how are you Khalid? I'm great, I'm great, how are you? I'm good, good. Yeah. Still, uh, you know, trying to keep sane with the whole quarantine and, you know, <laughs> yeah. the corona thing that's happening. Like now it's like a bit better, but yeah. Yeah, finally the restrictions are a little eased. I saw like you, yeah. you from your snaps, you already started going out a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to ease back into normal life, but at the same time, it still feels like a bit scary and a bit mm-hmm. like it's not what it used to be. So like, I'm just taking it step by step, you know, yeah. staying like cautious and safe and you know and it's somewhat the new normal as well it feels so strange to put hand sanitizer on gloves (laughs) yeah no really like like literally like you know you don't forget doing these things you got so used to like you know being so like you know washing your hands and then like wearing your mask sometimes like before i used to forget to wear my mask when i used to leave the house but Mm. now it's like like a necessity you know yeah and without it you feel weird like you're like oh my god also, you're like scared of like contact and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't. I think by now, like everyone is really used to being, you know, like very safe and very like yeah. clean and taking. And the being at home as well, you get you kind of yeah. like it was tough at first, but then you get used to it, and then it kind of becomes yeah. a habit. But yeah. uh, yesterday I was at the supermarket and this woman uh, walking by me just coughed. We were both wearing masks, but, you know, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is the scariest yeah. part. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, what did I do now? So I run away. Like, run, run, yeah. avoid, yeah. drop the basket and just run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, we're so, we're so, like, now brainwashed that, like, you know, coughing or, like, someone sneezing is, like, the most, like, scariest Thing that could ever happen you know what i mean i know it's, it's insane but, but yeah. what's crazy is that people our age actually a lot of us will show no symptoms even though they have it yeah. which is even yeah. the crazier part is just that you can yeah. get it you know just just from out and about um yeah. so uh before we discuss your music industry i would love to discuss your life so that the audience knows a bit more about you so uh, could we discuss like your story of origin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, I my name is DJ Mao. Um, I'm like I was born and raised in Iraq. I'll tell you more about my life and how I came to be, you know, as DJ. Um, so I was born and raised in Iraq, and then uh, I moved to Dubai when I was nine years old. I think yeah, nine. Uh, technically, I'd say I'm Iraqi, but at the same time, more like from Dubai, you know what I mean? So I went to school here, I went to university here, um, had all my friends and all my memories, what I remember are from Dubai. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so basically uh, I moved here, uh, went to school here, and, uh, you know, my life was very like, go to school, go to university, graduate, find a job, one, two, three, you know? Nothing has to do with DJing or like music as career path. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I started DJing 2017. Okay. Three years ago. Uh, yeah. Three years ago. I mean, I started learning 2017. Um, only started practicing, really like practicing DJing last year, let's say. Okay. Uh, like a year and a half, let's say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I actually graduated as an interior designer. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very related. Um, very, very much related. Uh, I mean, I hope one day I can connect both, you know, DJing and interior mm-hmm. design. Uh, so I went to university. Yeah, like I mean, it's everything is doable. Hundred percent. Um, I so, love that attitude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, like it's so good to do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And especially in our age, you can't like stick to one thing. I, um, agree. I always, I always say like, you can do whatever you want, you know, as long as like you're good at what you do. Yeah. So like, if you're good at DJing and you're good at something else, like don't limit yourself and like, don't just yeah. become a DJ or a designer or whatever. It's, you can do everything. Of course. So, and what you're not good at, you can also practice with, hour, with hours, yeah. you know, you can, you can definitely getting out of your comfort zone is the toughest thing at first. But then once you start getting used to it, it just yeah. you pick up the habit, you know? Of course. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna cover this later. I don't know if it's one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, uh, yeah, so I went to university here. I studied interior design. I graduated uh, with a um, bachelor's degree of interior design and architecture. So I had both. Amazing. And uh, I, I, I'd say like design is very beautiful and all, and I was, you know, very good at it. And I wanted it as a career path, but along the way, I've always felt like I was missing something. Like I wanted to do something else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, basically like, uh, when I graduated, I worked in the field. So I had my own, I started on my own company. I was making furniture products. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know this about you at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mystery. Brown furniture? Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I had was my... Was it like my, modern uh, furniture? Yeah, it was, type of... it was like more of concept furniture. So like okay. uh, bespoke pieces and it was like crazy designs and stuff like that. Um, you're gonna so you're I, gonna have to share some pictures later after this. <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> so but, well they're really nice to be honest like I i'm mean, sure and, i'm sure yeah like they did really well but at the same time um it was a really tough period in dubai you know with whole the whole crisis thing happening and people's mentality changing towards more fast moving items you know like yeah not necessarily very expensive so mm-hmm. the, the whole concept was very good but it actually like it needed more than that and i wasn't really like very in love with it to the point mm-hmm. where i wanted to just do everything to make it work you know what i mean yeah so i i, I kind of like put that inside i got a job mm-hmm. um in the field as well worked uh, as an interior designer and uh you know, every single day I would be like, I want, to, like, I've always wanted to be involved with music. You know, I've always loved music growing up. Uh, I was the one, you know, I don't know if you remember that friend that you, that you tell them, oh, I want a CD of like, you know, mixtapes and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. So yeah. I was the one, you know, everyone's like, hey, Marwa, like, do you have a new mixtape? I don't know what. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, I'm supplying you with, you know, like new music and stuff like that. So yeah, so growing up, I always wanted something to do with music, but um, as you know, I'm Iraqi, and you know, you know the family restrictions that you grow up with. Like you always think, like, oh, I must be a doctor, or I must be an yeah. engineer, or I must, you know, like because of family pressure. And um, so I did what my family really wanted me to do, and then I was like, you know what? It's not working um, out for me. 
Yeah. It's not like it's not making me happy, and I mean, it, there's no. What was it? Was it the the nine to five, or was it having a boss, or what was the, um, the thing that you felt, or was it just because you weren't in music? What was it exactly? No, I, see, like music was there. I've always loved music. Um, the problem with design, like with the job itself, not the design. Design is beautiful. It's amazing. Um, the fact that. I felt like I could not really relate, you know, like even though I'm good at it, it, it did not make me happy. I thought yeah. like there was something missing. And the thing is with us that like when we get a job and we get used to having a job and a lifestyle and, you know, our circle of friends, we don't, we don't really experiment. We don't step aside and say, it's okay. I can have this and I can have something on the side, you know? So I've always like, always wanted to learn, learn DJing and, always told my best friend and she's like, give it a try. I mean, try it. Maybe you won't like it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. So basically what happened after then, um, my best friend actually bought me my first controller. It was like, uh, it was like a birthday gift. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, like at least <laughs> yeah. now I have it. I'm forced to learn it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, what I was doing is like, I had my nine to five job, I'd finish my work, um, I'd go home so excited to like learn how to use it, YouTube, you know, learn like, uh, I took uh, online tutorials as well. And I'm like, I fell in love with it. Like, honestly, like it was, it was my happy time after work is to go and like practice DJing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so basically after that, I, uh, I started taking uh, lessons from a very good DJ. He started giving me lessons and it was, then I became really hardcore. Like I got really into it and I was like, you know what? Like I really want to learn everything. I want to learn technique. I want to learn, like I didn't want it more like as a hobby. I want more like a full-time job, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. um, so I started taking lessons while I was working and, you know, doing both at the same time. And, uh, yeah, so then, uh, I quit my job. <laughs> uh, I at actually what point, to... at what point did you decide to quit? Did you like think you were really good at DJing and you started enjoying it or did you get a job or, or a gig or something? How did you decide? No. Like, what was, what was the moment where you're like, all right, that's it. Full time. Well, honestly, honestly, it was, it was kind of like, I was forced to quit my job because I had to move to Lisbon. I had to move to Portugal. Okay. And um, I had to live there for a year and a half. Okay. And uh, so I kind of had to quit my job at the same time. I'm like, it's the perfect chance for me to do this full time, to like learn more and to practice and, you know, give it all my best. So when I moved to Lisbon, I was so excited because I... Had new, all the new time. Beginnings. Yeah, new yeah, I had yeah. I had all the time to like sit and work on this and I even took my controller with me when I moved and you know, <laughs> literally first stop was go and buy like speakers and stuff, set up my own space there. So it was very exciting for me, like that I had all the time, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. I'm restricted to anything. Yeah. And um I joined the DJ Academy there as well. So Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um, I wanted, honestly, like I wanted to learn more techniques because you know what, like every single DJ has their own style. Like I mm-hmm. actually believe being mentored by a DJ is a great thing. It's a great uh, step for you to learn someone else's process, you know, because yeah. yeah. I, I have my own style. Someone has like their own style and looking at different, you know, styles and uh, learning different techniques really helps you throughout your 
you know, le- learning curve and your yeah. process. And you're able to mix so, and match and take what you like exactly. as well and take absorb what, it. Or even improve it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, for example, when I went to Lisbon, I didn't know how to do, to use the vinyl or scratch or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went to a DJ Academy and I literally, when I when I went and I joined, I'm like, I want to learn from zero. Even though I had, learned, I had already the basics and I've already like been learning for a year, I think, mm-hmm. years since. I was like, I'm gonna start from zero because I wanted to like learn everything from the beginning, you know? Yeah. And um yeah, so it was it was great for me because I also got to meet like people who are also learning. Um I got to make friends, I got to le- learn about the industry there, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. very different. Every single place in the world has its own industry and people and you know, influencers and yeah. music style is so different. Like, I'm sure you're you're used to the music in Dubai. Like, yeah, by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like, okay, this is the place I want to go for R&B or this place I want to go for house or whatever. So, of course, moving to a new place where you don't know their music, you don't know where to go. So, it really helped shape me. You know, mm-hmm. even my style changed throughout that. Um, so yeah, uh, and it's exciting because you're just—it's kind of an adventure. You're just going about and discovering everything, you know, exactly. all from the beginning. Yeah, and it exactly. must have been such a nice fresh air because you've spent so much time in Dubai, and Dubai is incredible. But yeah. once you're put in somewhere else, it's such yeah. a nice change, and it yeah. forces you really to like cultivate all these new experiences and yeah. these new styles as well. Because I'm sure yeah. the the DJs in Portugal have a little bit of a difference, even whether even if they're the same yeah. genres as house or hip hop, yeah. they still have different hits maybe and different you know ways of of uh, getting the crowd hyped exactly and and, you know like uh, portugal is very rich with it like you know the music culture and Mm -hmm. you know like uh moving there i was i got to know spanish music and i got to know portuguese and you know angolan music and it was for me like so many new genres that i was not used to being in dubai you know and yeah I never heard an artist that I've never heard of. And it was just like, it was a nice uh, way of getting out of your comfort zone, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah. Listen to yeah. new sounds and develop new things yeah. and, and, you know, expand Absolutely. your taste in music as well. It's, it's an incredible opportunity, yeah. really. It was honestly, like, I'm very blessed to have had that chance, um, even though, like, moving out of Dubai was very difficult for me and yeah very you know it was it was sad time for me as well to like leave everything and go move to this mm-hmm. thing and all that but at the same time having my music and having that chance that i can grow myself was really like something i'm really grateful for yeah and yeah. well yeah. Uh, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. So, so for the english viewers it's it's the yeah. worry of, of uh hating something that's ultimately to your benefit Exactly, uh, and and honestly, it's I be, I'm a huge believer in endings and and new beginnings. That's why yes. I mean I've lived in Saudi, Bahrain, you know, UK a little bit. Yeah, Spain, you've been everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so so I feel like every time I move, there is some sort of like bittersweet moment, and sometimes they're tougher than than others. Yeah. Like when I moved from the states to here, it was very very difficult, and I was very yeah. nervous. I didn't know what to expect, you know. And then yeah. it's been one of the most incredible decisions of my life. I mean, I love yeah. Dubai, and I love the people I've met, yourself included, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, I think it promotes growth and it just pushes you to to just survival mode kind of because you're just of course. okay I don't want to just sit I need to do something what can yeah. I do you know yeah. and, and do I mean, maneuver 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at you now with the you know starting a podcast and especially in, especially in right now, like a lot of people have been discovering their hidden talents. You know what I mean? Or or have been you know like pursuing something that they've really wanted to do for so many years, but they never got the chance to. But now is the perfect Definitely. time. Like Corona has like, been incredible as, yeah. for me. Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, like uh, I'm I'm in the best shape uh, physically because of all the working out that I do at home. I'm sta- I started this Amazing. podcast, you know, and I'm writing a book as well, and I'm working, wow. and so so I'm trying to juggle as many because I didn't want to sit. I had that small short phase where I was just sitting on the TV and just watching it, and I was like, "Is this what yeah. I want to do with my yeah. time?" And I have yeah. this uh, this this thing that stuck in my head: like, what if someone was watching your life as a movie? And you're the yeah. main character. Would I want to be sitting down on a couch? That's it. <laughs> well, honestly, why not? Like, honestly, like at first when the whole thing started, I was just like you. I was sitting down, you know, catching up with my shows. And yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you don't want to know how many shows I've finished. Like <laughs> <laughs> seasons, you know. Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, then like it got to the point where I'm like, okay, like I'm not like productive and when you're not productive we're, we're humans we're meant to be productive we're meant to have something to follow or to do or Definitely. you know what i mean and when you feel like that you're you feel like you're out of shape like not physical but inside of you is out of shape and it's okay to take a break because honestly we're all mm-hmm. all of been course, working really hard and not you know catching breaks so it's good that you've done both and mm-hmm. you had the chance to and i always told myself like Imagine this whole thing ends tomorrow. What do you want to? What do you want to accomplish? You know, if if it ends tomorrow, and you get to the point where like, okay, you're sitting by yourself and you're thinking, what have I done these two months? Like, this is what I kept telling my friends as well. Like, you know, also for me, it was it was a crash for me because I couldn't have any more gigs. It was yeah. Um, was, we could use this as a segue. Yeah, the yeah. entire entire industry changed during this pandemic. Yeah. We'll talk about this later, but yeah. I mean, it's it's not a bad time. Like as much as mm-hmm. people focus about it as you know, like it's sad time or bad time. I don't think it was. I think it was God gave us a break from life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I hundred percent needed it. I wanted to pause yeah. life. I wanted to chill for a bit. I've been on the go for the. It felt like my last two years. I've just been running, and finally, yes. I got a moment where I can. what has been going on (laughs) and uh, reflect you know think think of things that I never had the time to to analyze in my life and at the same time try to understand where I want to go from here and what things I want to change and what things I want to keep and as well I think it also showed me that uh, me personally I, I love going out all the time so it was really nice just to see that I don't actually need to go out as much I can balance it, you know. I don't need to go to restaurants five days a week, six yeah. days a week, six days a week. It could be less. And now I started cooking as well, so picking up good habits wow. as well, you know. So it's it's just so I think moving forward, some of these will stay with me. Like I'll still definitely go out less than I used to, but I'll still go out, but I'll balance it more because now I see the value of sitting at yeah. home and reflection and and doing more. Yeah. I always did, but but yeah. this was like an extended period. Yeah, and also like the fact that like you you feel like like I I've been out like I went out like last weekend I went for 
I think it was coffee or a drink. I'm not sure. And I couldn't wait to go home. I was like, yeah, I'm sure. okay, I need to go home now. And I'm like, <laughs> I was excited to go home and just get like, you know, be comfortable because even though you're outside, you miss being home. And as like, as you said, I used to love going out. My entire life was just about being out and you know, performing or like uh, going to events or like my day to day was not at home. Yeah. And, and now I, I actually feel like, no, actually being at home is really comforting, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's something that we all took for granted, like staying yeah. at home and having that comfort in your home and being like with your family and spending more time like doing things like cleaning or cooking or that yeah. we actually <laughs> forgot to do, you know? <laughs> we yeah, didn't know definitely. how to cook for, uh, yeah, yeah, I never used to eat at home. And, and, and also like I used to have, you know, cleaning service to come and clean my yeah. place tw- uh, twice a week, you know? Now yeah. I'm cleaning it. Now I'm mopping, yeah. I'm vacuuming and I'm like, oh my God, like. I can do I it. Know, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, so, so it's cool. It's, it's, it also gives you some sense of organization, which is one of my biggest flaws and weaknesses. I am. Uh, yeah. I lack organization. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm what they say, organized chaos is what I am. Okay. You know? Okay. So, I don't so, want to see your room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tend to be clean. Okay. Okay. The last, yeah. the last three days, uh, debatable, but tend, you know, on average, that's yeah. a person. But yeah. uh, like, if you looked at my files, on my yeah. laptop, I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Oh my God. And, yeah. and it's like, and, and it looks like chaos to people, but I know exactly where everything is. I can easily yeah. get it. Find so, it. So, it's there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm trying to change that because it's still not, yeah. uh, not, you know, something beneficial. And then uh, yeah. that's another thing I gained from the pandemic. But yeah. speaking of yeah. family and home, yes. one thing I truly admire about you, like so much, so much. And it was very distinctive from probably the first two weeks I met you is yeah. you and your sisters and how close you guys, you guys are to each other. And you're yeah. always, I feel like you and Hala and Mace are always together when, when you're, yeah. when they're here, you know? We're like, like we're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, when they see me, they, like, they identify us all at one, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they came, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're here. Okay. Like <laughs> one Rangers or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, so basically I have four sisters actually, yeah. uh, no brothers. And, uh, my sisters have always been my best friends. Like growing up, like a household of women. Okay. Yeah. Like all women with my mom as well. Um, it was just like, I never, I, I have I have many close friends and I have very you know my best friends and um, but I've always never felt the need to have anyone else as a best friend because I have my sisters you know and we're very close in age anyway we're very close as we saw how we are yeah. even characters we're different very different yet very close in characters yeah um, yeah so I feel like my sisters are like my world like I can't I mean and they've always been such great support for me even with my like music, you know, journey, they've always been there. They've always pushed me. They've always, um, whenever I have a gig or an event, you find my sisters there, you know, yeah. every single time yeah. I'm like, guys, you don't need to come. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have, have to, to yeah, be yeah. there. Yeah. They to, and they're like, know? yeah, they're like, no, no, we have to be there. We have to support you. You know, like they're like, for me, I mean, I'm very, very, very happy just to have them. Um, yeah. But they're very like they're like my backbone at the same of time. Of course, you know I mean? and and that's what I appreciated because you know a lot of people like they love their siblings obviously because you're yeah. siblings, but you don't yeah. see them out and about 
together all the a time, lot, together. you know, yeah. especially all the time, you know? Yeah. So it was very, very nice, refreshing, and says a lot about all your characters and the way you guys were raised as well, to see all of yeah. you always together and, and supporting and laughing and, you know, constantly yeah. like out and about. So it was yeah. something that personally stood out to me and something that I oh. really respected, appreciated, and thought, wow, how cool is that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I know a lot of people say that. Like, they say it's it. because to be very honest, like if you don't, if you don't have this close, re- I, I believe in family ties. I believe in close relationships with your family. Um, if you're kind to your family, then you're kind to others. You know what I mean? If you, um, so for me, like maintaining a close relationship with my sisters, even with our busy schedules, you know, we all have our own lives and our own, um, like, work and you know friends by the way we don't have like the same friends we have different friends but we always manage to fall back and be together you know and this is something very important for me i i think family is very very important for me (laughs) no it's uh, i admire that and um did that once you started djing did your parents support it as well or how were Uh, how was their initial reaction and how did your sisters did they like troop up with you and oh <laughs> uh, yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> so um so basically with my parents it was a bit of struggle at first but um so they thought it was not a serious thing they thought oh, okay you're just doing this as a hobby and one day you're gonna get over it and you know get a job <laughs> and i kept saying i do have a job i do have work you know and when i say it like, i'm going for a gig they think it's okay, like it's for fun. And I'm like, no, it's actually a job. You know, DJ is a job. It's tiring. Yeah. I have to, I have to um, prepare for hours and I have to go and form front of people and stuff. So for my parents at first, it was more of like, no, I wouldn't say they were very supportive, but it's, you know, it kind of pushed me harder as well. Like to have that, you know, that feeling that I have to prove to them as well, you know, because yeah. when you when you start DJing, you start proving yourself, you know, to yourself, most importantly, because mm-hmm. one of my biggest struggles was, I mean, after I moved back to Dubai from Lisbon and it was time for me to start, you know, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I can DJ. I learned how to DJ. I've done, I used to do mixtapes when I was in Lisbon. I used to um, like I used to release mixtapes regularly and then I stopped, which is a bad thing. <laughs> but I, I caught up now during the quarantine time. Um, so when I moved back and I was ready to start DJing, I was scared. I'm like, no, but what if I'm not good? Or what if, yeah. you know, what if, I don't know. I just put, kept putting it's, up. It's natural like from, it. from humans to feel that way a lot yeah. of times, you know, especially like when I started this podcast, I mean, I'm so yeah. comfortable speaking. But at yeah. the same time, and back, back, back in my mind, I had this feeling. I'm like, what if it's weird? What if we run out of things to say and we're live? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're just exactly. Other, you know? Yeah. Like, how awkward yeah. did that be? It's okay. No, there's so yeah. much to say. What do there's you mean? There's so much to say. I know. That's yeah. why, like, sometimes it's irrational to yeah. think these thoughts, but somehow your mind rationalizes the irrational, but yeah. you still take the step forward. And I yeah. like what you said because I have one of my uh, friends. He is yeah. honestly incredible, incredible at DJing. One of the craziest, like when I heard his music that he created, yeah, I was shocked and I could see him headlining Tomorrowland if he wanted. Oh my God. That's he is insane. But you know what sucks? Yeah. He's doing nothing because his parents are, he's Saudi. He's from Jeddah. His parents are like, no, what do you mean you're going to DJ? You're going to be an engineer. And last I checked, he was looking for a job. 
And yeah. he has this insane skill, which I can guarantee you, had he gone to LA, cultivated yeah. his talent, been with the environment that would elevate him, he would easily, yeah. easily make it and, and be worth 20, 30, well, 40 mil at least. That's, that's a shame because, okay, you can be an engineer, but at least like, I would say that just give it a try. It's okay. You know, like if he's that amazing, like give it a try. Do it exactly. on the side, you know? Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I, I know that um, DJing is a profession and it's, you know, I respect DJs who do it full-time. And I mean, I, I started doing it full-time as well. So yeah. my income is from DJing. But I also think that you shouldn't limit yourself. You know, if you feel like you can do it, do, Definitely. do it on the side, you know? Especially if you have a talent for it as well. It's exactly. Like, it's like, you know, this, this could be your it. calling. Yeah. yeah. Do, it, do what makes you happy, you know? What's, exactly. Uh, yeah. And as long as you're good at what you do as well, it doesn't matter. I remember my friend's dad was telling me, he's like, uh, Khaled, I don't care what you want to be. If you want, yeah. you can tell me you want to be a fucking plumber, you know? <laughs> but be the best plumber there is. Then yeah, you're going to have exactly. people calling you up and maybe you'll fix the <laughs> toilets, but you're fixing everyone's toilets, you know? Exactly. And there's yeah. no, no, no shame in that. Like, no, not at all. You're doing a job. It's a job at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And if something that you want or you love or you have passion for, then by all means, pursue exactly. it. You know, I exactly. always, I keep, and this is one thing that I kept like reminding myself of. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're not good. It doesn't matter if you're not the best. And because I'm telling you, my worst enemy was myself. Like when I first started, I literally kept putting up scenarios in my head that I'm not great and no, I should wait a bit longer and I should learn more. And and then I kept telling myself, but you already know how to DJ. Just give it a try. And when you actually perform in front of people, it's the real test. This is when you learn. It's yeah. not it's not so much of you learning in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Bedroom DJs are amazing, but when you get out there and you have the crowd to please and you feel the energy and, you know, like you have so many factors at that moment that will affect you. This is the actual test, you know, of not yeah. so much of how good you are at mixing and all this stuff. It's about keeping the energy of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And this was my actual, like, this is how I convinced myself. I'm like, do it, get out there, even if you're not good at it. Just keep pushing and keep pushing, keep pushing. Yeah. And I started basically when I first started, I started doing like birthdays or house oh, parties okay. or yeah, I was doing like small friends, like, and I had a great support, like I had great support friends, uh, like support system because my friends were like, Oh, Marwa, you're a DJ. Uh, now you have to come and DJ and you know, like you have to be responsible for music. I'm like, yeah, guys, I got it. So every single birthday I was the one who used to like take care of music and DJ or, you know, whatever events that were happening for my friends, I was the one handling it. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how you learn. Even though like it's very small people, very small crowds, it's their friends. And you know how your friends are always like, yeah, you're the best, you know? How to build that confidence a bit. Exactly. You know, yeah. like your friends are very supportive at the end of the day. So. And plus with, with something like DJing, uh, even if, if uh, you know, let's say your friends weren't supportive, you can see the joy yeah. that you're creating when they dance and they're, you know, because you're exactly. playing the music. So you can yeah. really easily tell when people are vibing and are not. Yes. Yes, you know? uh, so, absolutely, absolutely. So, so yes. I feel like once you see that people are actually vibing, 
you're like yeah. all right i actually i'm doing a good job yeah, yeah. like I, you know like i can i can make people happy and dance you know what i mean yeah which is nice and it's an incredible it must be an incredible feeling i imagine it, it is it is yeah. honestly like it's the most thing i miss right now it's the yeah. fact that you know you see the people in front of you and you know it got it gives you that push that you know like you get out of your zone as yeah. DJ. Just but you still you still did a great that, job right? though with, with the Insta Live. You were still getting into it. <laughs> the lives and then, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was, and I mean, we was, enjoyed it as well. I, I viewed like a couple of them. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, I was working a lot during nighttime. So when you were having yeah. them, I would be working. Yeah. I tuned into two and thank you. I had a blast. No, thank you. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was, you know, all of, I had my speakers connected to my phone. I was jamming. Oh, wow. I'm like <laughs> texting, cool. playing video games and just jamming. You know, it was great. Yeah. It was, it was honestly for me, like going live, it was a new world, you know, like mm-hmm. we, I've never, you know, something I don't actually speak to the camera. I've never done interviews. I've never done live, you know, nothing before. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the whole thing happened and then I'm like, why not just do it? Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, like you still have people who are enjoying it. So why not? So I started yeah. doing the lives and, you know, it was Honestly, I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to to us humans because we got to really connect with each other. We got to see more of each other than, you know, being like outdoor. You know, you don't really connect with people. You yeah. don't really talk to people. But with what happened now, we got closer at the yeah. same time. We, we got to see artists from all around the world, like big artists, big DJs, singers, you know, like performing for free. Yeah. For us to, to, to basically, for all of us to have that, that unity and that, yeah. you know, that feeling we're that you're not together, alone. We're in this together, yeah. Yeah, we're together. We're not, you're not alone. And let's have fun together. And for me, I think it was a great thing, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and the virtual concerts that, that started popping up as well. Yeah. All these, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's cool. It's super yeah. cool. Like, like Tori Lanes did a, I don't know if you watched it, but it was, it was a great know. concert as well. Um, yeah. So for me, it was... As much as it was hard times, it was actually great times as well, yeah. you know? And I got to, like, experience DJing all over again from my bedroom. And also, you still have the, the crowd there. They're, you know, interactive. And yeah. um, it, it gave me time to go back as well and, you know, make new mixes and download mm-hmm. more music or work on my library or things that I didn't have time for because I was, yeah. I had gigs like every single week too or whatever. And mm-hmm. especially towards the end of last year, I had so many gigs to the point where I actually wished from God, please, I need a break. But at the same time, you know, you get like addicted to yeah. working, you know? And of course, of course. You don't, you don't give yourself that break. But then when I got that break, I was, I was actually glad at first, you know, not, yeah. not so much now because I really miss DJing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I really miss, you Do you know, think it's going to go back to, to normal a little bit? Or do you think the future with mm-hmm. Corona is going to change for the DJ industry? And uh, do you think these virtual concerts or virtual gigs are going to continue for long? What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, it's uncertain times. Like, I don't know yet because looking at the way things are going now, people are going back. People are going back to work. People are going back to, you know, easing into going out or being at restaurants or being at bars. I think 
I think we will go back. I think things will go back yeah. as they were. But I th- I'd say like not right now. Yeah. Maybe Probably in a few take months. Like five months, four months, something like that. Exactly, maybe. a few months. Maybe more of outdoor events. But the only issue now is the weather. It's unbearable. It was, yeah, yeah, it's very hot now. But I saw this video. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was really cool. It was, uh, it was a DJ. They were under a bridge, but they, they were having yeah. a party, a rave. And, but okay. they had... Uh, squares they basically taped out squares and each person okay. has to be in that square and oh he can God, only he can only be in that square with someone he lives with so you see squares of just oh one person and some God. of them two people but they're all like dancing going about like going crazy all these wow things. what a great idea but there is space between all of them so yeah you so it's basically like Social distancing in a way, and but you're dancing and yeah. the DJ's up there wow. and, and and you know like doing the fire things that he does <laughs> or she. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's a great. It was actually, it was a really idea. cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you but, can maybe reach out to some uh, some yeah, events and do it yourself. The only issue with now is that being outdoors is way too hot. Like I mean, yeah. unless it's evening time, then maybe doable. But I mean, that's a great concept. It is, it is. It was was super cool. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I want to be there right now. (laughs) Honestly, I saw some great ideas, like some DJs going on their bike and DJing while they're on their bike. And I'm like, how? Like, incredible. (laughs) How do you you drive a bike and DJ at the same time? Yeah, what? That sounds impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched that video the other day. I'm like, how? How do you do it? Anyway. That's really cool. And uh, if if, with the normal industry days, uh, how was it? How did you first gain traction and move from DJing at your friends' places yeah. to DJing at venues and clubs and yeah. yada, yada, yada? And at the same time, how was that experience for you? What were some of the issues? I know of some of my friends that are DJs, they always complain, oh, the payment might be a little bit late or like mm. stuff, you yeah. know, back and forth. So what has been your experience in this industry and what shifted you from being working yeah. with your friends to going professional yeah. or, or more towards the public okay so what happened was um i mean obviously in the beginning i wanted to stay more like um, to small parties or you know as i told you birthdays or you know close friends and then um i i was like you know i'm ready like I'm, i need to now step to another level because you can't get too comfortable once you're comfortable you you don't want to explore more and i wasn't it's, it's I was, a beast it's a beast yeah. comfort is really yeah good. Exactly. And honestly, like performing at a birthday is different than performing at an event and it's different than performing at a club. And, you know, it just gets more and more difficult. And some, for some people, it's actually easier. Like, for example, like I, I, my first thing after doing birthdays and parties was at an event. Mm-hmm. And um, there were so many people and, you know, like you have to please these different types of people. You get me? And yeah. and especially if we're performing at an event, it's not so much like a party or, you know, in a way where people are coming, to, they're in the mindset they're going to have a great night. You know, some people are just coming to chill. Some people are coming, you know, so you have to know what type of music to play as well and how to please different types of crowds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a difficult challenge for me at first. And then I started performing at stores. So store openings or drops or whatever like that. So that was a whole new world as well for me because what do you play in a store? You know, like being in malls, 
and malls in Dubai, like there's um, the restriction of, um, you know, like um, cuss words and all cuss words yeah. exactly. So it has to be always clean versions. You can't play yeah. dirty. Uh, so that was like a whole new thing that I had to explore, and then moving to performing at like uh, parties or clubs or you know night night spots that was a whole new other world to explore but i did it i kind of threw myself in i didn't i did you go through agencies or did you recall them directly or did friends record how did it work exactly how did you get in so so basically it was like one door opens the other Mm -hmm. so you get you get one gig and that from that gig you meet people so what i did to be honest, is the time I was in Lisbon, I really worked on my Insta page. So I really worked on my Instagram. And it was like for me building a brand, like mm-hmm. how you would do as a fashion designer, whatever. Is, is that when you came came with DJ Mao or how did that name develop? No. So I, no. <laughs> so basically, I know everyone's like, why Mao? <laughs> um, so it was actually my nickname, like from school. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow, you I've had always, a dope name. <laughs> That's I've always a sick name. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been called Mao. So okay. it's a long story. I don't know if you want to hear about it, but anyway, yeah, why not? If yeah. You, unless unless you don't want to talk about it, then we don't have. To. No, no, it's okay. It's a, it's not that like it's it's a silly story anyway. Mm-hmm. I moved schools and um, first day of school I, when I I'm very shy in my nature. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, very to myself. Uh, a lot of people say, really? Like, you don't look at I'm very, very shy. Um, mm. So I moved schools and stuff, and then I was, like, to myself, you know, first day of school, you're, like, so scared of everyone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I was just... Uh, no one even knew my name because, like, for the first few days, no one knew, like, who I was. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, So I was walking down the corridor, and one of the guys, he, I don't know, he wanted to, like, flirt or I don't know what he was trying to do but he went like meow and I turned and I looked at him and he's like why did you turn I'm like I don't know like you called you know he said something so I turned to look I caught my attention yeah. and then he kept calling me Mao since then oh wow and, okay <laughs> yeah I don't know it's, it's a funny story, it just funny stuck, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then everyone started calling me Mao because it was like I don't know. Then I liked it. To be honest. It's a cool name. It's a really, really yeah. cool name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it has you in it, like Marwa Mao. You know, it's like kind uh, of. It's very similar. It's, yeah. it's very like. Uh, it's like you know how yeah. Muhammad's call themselves Mo, but there's Mo, like a bi- yeah. there's like a billion Mo's. Yeah, but exactly. Mao, Mao is super cool because it's like unique. But it's that there's person. only one Mao. <laughs> like if there was one Mo. That would have been a yeah. cool name. We're like, oh, whoa, whoa. You exactly. Know? But, but. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah, it's basically the same alphabet if you think about it, but removing some. You know that my actual, actually, my niece does not even know my name. She calls no me Mao. Yeah, she calls Auntie <laughs> Mao. <laughs> so, yeah, That's everyone cute. calls me Mao now. So, anyway, um, yeah. going back to the story of mm-hmm. uh, how I started. When, when I first started, like, DJ or started learning DJ, I started growing my Insta page and I wanted to create a brand since then because let's face it, yes, you know, doesn't really matter, your Insta page doesn't matter, but yes, it's very important because this is your profile. This is what, you know, if you think about it, when now when you meet someone, you go to their Insta page to see what they do, you know, especially watching their stories or keeping up with their photos and all the stuff. So it does matter, you know, especially in our profession or, mm-hmm. um, 
in all professions, if you think about it, in all fields, you do need to represent yourself in that field. Especially because so, like you have fans and the fans want yeah. to see somewhat who you are as well, because maybe yeah. you inspire them by your music and they want to see who you are, you know? Yeah, so it is, it is important. Yeah. Exactly, and, exactly. Uh, so I started growing my Insta page and stuff. So when I got my first gig, uh, it opened another, you know, gig for me. And then from Instagram, I got to meet many people, you know, like contacting me saying, oh, you know, we've seen you around, we've heard about you and uh, we just want to get to know you better. Like people from the industry or, yeah. you know, agencies or, and you know, like it's, it's honestly, it's a word of mouth. So yeah. It's like once a snowball, perform, snowball effect, basically. Exactly. It's once you perform somewhere and you like you are actually good at what you do, or you know people realize working with you is actually easy and you're friendly, or you know, also other the other aspect of DJing is not so much of you only playing music. It's about you how you interact with people. You know, it's very important. Of course. So, so people start talking and saying, oh, like, you know, have you, especially coming out of nowhere. I came out of nowhere. So, yeah. yes. Very, I have, you rose very quickly, like three years. Yeah. You started three years ago. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Aspect. A lot of people tell me like, how, how did you make it in no time? And I say, I say, I, I'm blessed. Yes. I'm very, very blessed. Uh, but I, didn't have someone hold my hands and, you know, take me in and say, oh, this is what you have to do. And this is how you get gigs. And this is, you know, like no one really, you know, helped in that way. Helped me in that aspect because to be very honest with you, I was very new in the field. I was, I didn't have, I didn't have any friends from the music scene. And, and I literally had to push and push and, you know, place myself somewhere and start somewhere and keep pushing and pushing for me to actually reach to where I am today, you know, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very, very proud you of that. You should be, yeah. You know, like it was, it was tough, but once I kind of got in somewhere in, in the music industry, I met incredible people. I met, I have found amazing friends from the music industry Yeah, and I, I found that like, yeah, and you've, I think you've I've met, met some of them through you. Yeah, they're yeah, very nice people. Yeah. yeah, Very, very genuine people, very nice people. People who are willing to, you know, help you, give you that extra push. People who are willing to support you. And I, I would say, like, I've had great experience, you know, yeah. like, I... And it's and great I for collaboration it. as well and fueling your, you know, your... It's, it shows you different perspectives and, and things yes. you might have not noticed. So it's cool. Of course, of course. And, you know, also, like, for me, it was it was good because at the same time, like I, I grew my network, you know what I mean? It was for me like, okay, my friends are not just my friends. My friends could be people from a singer or, you know what I mean? Like, and you start, you know, realizing the struggles that each person goes through, like, you know, as a singer or as an artist and, you know, we're all in this together. And, Mm -hmm. and this is why I literally had, amazing experience with people from the music industry. I, I literally surrounded myself by that positive energy and yeah. I, I hope people felt the same way about me. You know? I mean, I, I for sure did the day I met you and, and, and I only heard you DJ, you know, besides the Instagram live when we were at Seoul. So that was really, really yeah. fun. And we were yeah. all vibing. It was incredible and fun. 
but also oh, was, I think that was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> really Amazing. Good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think uh, to a lot of people, you did come out of nowhere. To me, yeah. I don't think you did so much. I mean, in some ways, yes. But since you were making mixtapes mix since you were a kid, you know, this is something you're yeah. very passionate about. This is something you might have not been doing the DJ skills per se, like scratching, mixing, yeah. performing. Yeah. But you yeah. already had the passion and you already had the heart in it and somewhat yeah. the foundation. And then you yeah. built on that foundation. So I think it's incredible that, I mean, no one saw the hours you put in as well in learning, but I'm no. sure, I'm sure, you know, after work, you spent a lot of time and I'm sure when you went to the mm -hmm. academy and everything, you threw yourself into it. So yeah. although you came out of nowhere in some sense to the public's eye, I feel like there's been some groundwork that we could not see. And of course. You know, and also your passion goes even further back than that work as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's all coming together now during this conversation. I realized yeah. that oh Mao actually was not Mao three years, but Mao was been has been in the making for the past, let's say, yeah, 15 I years. Mean, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope that like, you know, because to be very honest with you, it's not like when you look at an artist today, this is not you know, the, the, this does not shape this artist. You need to look at their background. You need to look at the fact, you know, where they come from as well. You know, the struggles they have to go to go to be an artist, you know, like going against the family, you know, family restrictions or going through against society or, yeah. you know, as well, I'm female. So I, I hate the I was, fact I was that, about to, I was about to ask, yeah. yeah, bouncing off of this. How is that yeah. experience been uh, a woman. I, I don't like I don't like defining myself as a female DJ because you know I am a DJ. It exactly. does not matter if I'm a female or male or gender is really does not really shape you as an of artist course. or a DJ. Yes, it does. It is your this, uh, struggles that you have to go through to overcome. You know to be who you are, but. I don't like to be called a female DJ. I have so much, I have mad respect for all the female DJs in the industry, but don't use this as your, as you your know, it's, it's so strange. It's so strange because like when I would say someone's a DJ, I would never go and think, Oh, male DJ or female DJ. Like, no. I, like it would never even cross my mind. But the reason no. I asked that question is because it's, it's a combination of one, our culture two, yeah. because I'm wondering, because there is a glass ceiling and a lot of industries, so I was mm -hmm. wondering if this exists in the DJ industry and if you've experienced it and whether or not. But but I, I agree with you. It's 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 pointless to it's all about merit in the end of the day, you know? It's yeah, um, exactly. It's, about, it's, it's what, what do you bring to the table? How do people yeah. react to you and how much value yeah. do you add and how passionate are you? How easy are you? How to work good, with? how how you know? talented, yeah. How, how yeah, exactly, exactly. How pure oh, you, you are said. as well. Yeah. You know? If you're a good yeah. person, you also like your music shows that when you're performing, people see that. When they're talking to you, they see that. So I think of course. labeling someone by oh female DJ is so demeaning and shows like that the it's person doesn't really wrong. understand. They don't understand yeah. the the not only the industry, but humanity as a whole because like it yeah. doesn't matter when you're talking professions you know yeah i don't know yeah. one of the biggest shocks for me when i was studying business in the u.s we we did uh, one of the classes we were given the statistics of of people that were getting hired based on their race gender and based on uh, gender. race okay race yeah. and gender and yeah. i saw like it's there, there's a huge gap you know even yeah. like people yeah. they sent out the same resumes but they mm -hmm. changed the names of the resumes to like mm -hmm. black names or to white people names and stuff like that. And then yeah. you saw the white people that were male got hired a lot more. And then they categorized yeah. them. So they did like girls yeah. 
African-American girls, African-American men and all these. And then mm-hmm. you see the, the differences. And it was so yeah. shocking to me because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a businessman. And to yeah. me, why would I care what the name is and what the person looks like? Are you benefiting no. my business? Yeah, yes? exactly. You're yeah. hired, you know? Yeah. Like, what I mean, does it matter? It's, there, there shouldn't be an advantage just because of your gender. Like, I just don't understand how this works. But yeah. uh, sadly, we do live in a world where racism happens, you know, being judged as a female happens. You know, all these stuff are happening and it happens in every single field. It doesn't yeah. only happen in DJing or, you know, as an interior designer, as a female interior designer, it was different than a male interior designer. When I used to apply for jobs, it was the same exact struggle that you're talking about. So for me, a female DJ, uh, I don't know, like it, it never shaped me in a way, but it's kind of, it is, it, it exists in the field, I'm telling you, because to, to some point, yes, female DJs do have an advantage, to be very honest, because we're, like, if you think about it, compared to male DJs, we're very much less in number, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, specifically, I'm talking about Dubai as, yeah. as a field, you know? Yeah. We are much less in number than male, male DJs. And um, so a lot of times people come and tell me, oh, it's just because you're female you got this job, or, oh, just because you're pretty or, you know, like, oh, you dress in a certain way or you do your hair and this is your flash or your, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I mean, even male DJs, you know, dress up and look, you know, you have to represent yourself at the end of the day. You have to. And, and, and also like, these are not mutually exclusive things. Like your talent and the way you look, you know, is, is none of it's you're good. I mean, I've, I've heard you, you were, you're so fun (laughs) to listen to, you know? Yeah. like it was, it was good. So, yeah. so I don't see why people confuse the two and are quick to judge. And even let's say if I was someone and, and listening to you and you weren't great to me yeah. and yeah. I thought you were good or, or I see potential, yeah. but you still got up there. You still yeah. tried, you still pushed. And this experience, even if I didn't think you were great now, maybe yeah. if I see you five, six, seven months from now, You'll be so much better. So I should applaud you for being there. I don't know why we have this culture of of envy and and of putting people down rather than pushing yeah. them. You know, if you're out there, yeah. you're pushing yourself. Good yeah. for you. Of course. So, so, yeah. so people have to understand that, like, just because you're good doesn't mean you're going to yeah. be great in every single show. You're, you're human at the end of the day, but yeah. they shouldn't judge you based on you know something as superficial as your looks, let alone you know just yeah. one performance. Yeah, yeah uh, well, uh, sadly, it, it does happen. People do uh, judge artists based on their looks. And mm-hmm. this is why, you know, if you think about it as an artist, you always have to maintain a certain way, you know, like you maintain your brand, a look. As you or, said your, yeah, it's a brand. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, if you think about it. You know, there is nothing wrong with looking good, you know, or, or working on your appearance or trying to, you know, like it's at the same time, you are standing there as much as you are providing music. You're also, people are looking at you as a DJ. You know what I mean? Most of the times, you know, people are engaging with you. People are connecting with you, you know? So yes, you do have to put the effort to, you know, look good, present yourself. Um, I don't see it as a bad thing. And I think, I'm sure like even male uh, uh, DJs do the same thing, you know? So I don't like it, but at the same time, I don't let these things affect me. So 
for me, when someone comes and says, oh, you're just getting gigs because you're a female DJ, and I'm like, okay, then this is it. You know, I don't know what to say to you, okay? If, if <laughs> that's how it. you feel, that's how you yeah, feel. Yeah, you know? okay. It doesn't, it doesn't change. Uh, plus, as yeah. long as you're getting gigs, as long as people are vibing, as long as, yeah. you, know, you know? It does like, not matter. Like, okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. at the matter. same time, for people that listen to you and that are actually, you know, uh, somewhat educated. <laughs> well, yeah. I understand that. Familiar that, with me. You yeah. know, your your music is good, which is why you're up there. You're yeah, not up I there mean, because you're you're a woman. I think you're up there because you're passionate about I've it. Worked. You've worked on yeah. it, and yeah. that's you deserve to be there. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And you know, and I I try to like also. This is why I work on mixtapes, and I worked on mixtapes as so a first step. Is before you come and see me live, or before you come and to any of the gigs. You know, I would appreciate it if you go go and listen. You know, I do that all the time when I see like, okay, there's this DJ performing in this place. I go and I open their SoundCloud and I try to listen to their music and see if I relate or I like their style or, you know, before I go out. Normally I do that and I used to do that all the time. So this is why we DJs, you know, we work on mixtapes and, you know, work on branding ourselves for people to be familiar with us as well. You know, just... To cut down a bit of the judgment that happens in the background, and but honestly, and to, and to just, also give us things to listen to, like some of exactly, the things that you've yeah. shared and the mixes you've shared, like, like yeah. I listen to them, you know, it was really it's cool. amazing. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. Your your Afrobeat playlist was was really cool. I yeah, enjoyed that I mean, one a lot. Yeah, this is the, I mean Afrobeat is my favorite genre. To play, That's your so. favorite genre. I, I wanted yeah. to get that in the interview. Yeah. I wanted to, to get to it. So so how did you how did you develop this interest in, in Afrobeat, and when did you? Uh, discover it, love it, and, and uh, uh, jump into so it. So it was always like, I mean, I don't know if you remember P-Square. It was like maybe, mm-hmm. it's, they're like, it's Afro, it's the old Afrobeats, you know? Okay. So I used to listen to Cranium and P-Square and like, I, I've always loved Afrobeats. For me, it's such a happy, it's happy music. It like, is. even though I don't understand anything, Mm-hmm. But you see me singing along to words that I don't know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like I vibe in a way where I'm like, if I'm in a bad mood, I play a song, you feel instantly better. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's a vibe for it like, it's, it's So there's so much energy in their music. And, you know, dancing. I feel like you, and, can, you can feel, I would categorize it as a happy soul. Yes. Yeah, like you absolutely. feel you feel the soul of the music, yeah. you feel the heart of it, and at the same yeah. time, that heart is happy, which yes. is why I I personally Afrobeat resonated with me. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, exactly it resonated with me from the beginning, and for me it was like, what if I want to work out, I'd listen to Afrobeats. If I want to just relax, I'd listen to Afrobeats. If I want to dance, I'd listen to you know, it's like for all people. But I, I try to kind of like play more of an open format. Uh, I do that now because uh, a lot of people are not really into Afrobeats as well. So I try to play more of R&B and hip hop. And but I always, if you listen to my sets, I always slide in Afrobeats, and there's yeah. so much of Afrobeats yeah. in it, you know. So like, it's something that I really, really enjoy. So this is also for you to like kind of have a style as a DJ. It's very important to have a style. Yeah. So. Your music style has to be very consistent, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not bad to experiment. Yes, of course, you should experiment. You should play different types of music. Test you the boundaries. Yeah. Test boundaries, and you know, try to like you know, break out of what you're used to. But at the same time, like when people uh, basically identify 
you as this kind of DJ, it's very important for me as well. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I go, I go to Miss Liddy's. I know, like I'm sure you've been to Miss Liddy's. Miss Liddy's yeah. is like my, like I love this place. <laughs> I, if you lose me, you find me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just love the music there. It's all Afrobeats. And have you ever played for Mercedes? No. I mean, I'd love to. Mercedes, but... if you're listening to this, you got, you got the best Afrobeat DJ in Dubai right here. So. No, no, no. I wouldn't say the best. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, no, I honestly love this place. So it's good to have a style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's good Definitely. to have an identity as well behind you. So, yeah, yeah. I guess. No, no, I agree. I agree. I think it's, it's very yeah. cool. And, uh, very unique, especially in Dubai, to be to, to see a DJ that's so into Afrobeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> really it's cool. true. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not the usual because uh, if you go, you out, must have loved Seoul. Huh? <laughs> oh my God, we met in Seoul. We I did meet in Seoul. Yeah, we met in Seoul. I, I love Seoul. For me, Seoul was uh, that was my first time. That was my first time. I was so oh. impressed. I was so so impressed. I, I fell okay. in love. Okay, well, honestly, it's. Uh, great every single year so it was uh my biggest my biggest like um i wouldn't say like my biggest um point on my checklist for because you know when i started djing i had like a list to do list for me to basically reach to the point where i feel like i i'm very very contempt with myself yeah i had quit uh, playing at soul no, I swear to God, <laughs> it was like my biggest. It was you, you manifested point, it basically. You yes, envisioned so, it and you brought it. Like yeah, know. it was it was like my biggest achievement this year would be I'm gonna play at Soul Dixie. And when I got the gig, I swear to you, like you can't imagine the happiness that I felt. Like going performing that day was literally one of the best memories I have because it was something that I really wanted and I worked for and I achieved and it was Amazing. the best feeling in the world. Like, so you when you say it. it was, you killed yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, because of how excited I was. I was like, yeah, I don't know what, like it was, and I had, I, I don't know if you, if you saw, I had like great sets, like of, you know, audience and I had my friends there and everyone came out and everyone was super supportive. And you had the best venue, in my opinion, that grass uh, rooftop was, it was, was it so was, cool. Yeah. It was so cool. It was, I, uh, I'm a fan of nature, so I'm a little bit biased. Yeah, here, but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, Puma was, killed it. Yeah, Puma, Puma really killed did a great it. job. Yeah, yeah. They, they I'm excited. I, honestly, I wish Seoul was like twice or four times a year. It, it's yeah. just so insane. It's such a yeah. and, and and you see people that you never see in Dubai. No. Like all of a sudden these people are yeah. out there and you're just like, yeah. where are you all year long? You know? No, and, and amazing creatives and you know, designers and artists, and it's such a such a nice place where you go and you you know instantly that you're gonna connect with people yeah. and you're gonna meet new people and people that you know will reshape you. Like when we met, like I was yeah. like we didn't know each other, but I was like very impressed with the way you are, the way you think. And we remained friends after then, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful place to meet people actually, because we need these spaces in Dubai. We need spaces for people to meet and interact and especially, but we do have them at the same time. I'd say that we do, we we have a lot, but, but at the same time, I think what made Seoul so different is it was challenging in terms of, of everything, like in terms of fashion, yeah. in terms of a concept, in terms of design, in terms of art. It was in your face, yeah. whether you liked it yeah. or not. It was yeah. daring. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, I loved that. And at the same time, it was like, you're not going to go to Seoul 
yeah. unless you're interested in that kind of stuff. Like yeah. you're not going to see, you know, all these random people and random groups. And it was really cool because it was the first time when I was in Dubai where you see women or uh, women that are wearing hijab and, and abayas yeah. walking yeah. in the same, same path as all these people that are dressed in yeah. the most outrageous, yeah. like coolest, coolest fashion. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. you never see that. Combined. Because it was, it was for all people. It, it was, was for like everyone. a spot, yeah, for people to come and enjoy art, music, whatever, you know, fashion. It was one spot, very concise. Uh, I mean, I love Seoul for me. Like, it was amazing. What a vibe. The highlight of every year, yeah. Like it was, it was really, I was shocked. I was impressed. I was happy. It was I your wasn't... first time as well. It was my so first it was... time. And it was, <laughs> I wasn't even sure I was going to go, you know, it was just like a yeah. last minute thing. My friend texted me. He's like, yo. I have two tickets to Seoul. I was supposed to go. I went yesterday. Yeah. I want to take my ticket. So I didn't even like... Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even... Because honestly, it was my friend's birthday the night before. So I went out yeah. really hard. And so oh I, wasn't, I, wasn't, like, I wasn't planning on going out. But then he messaged yeah. me. And I'm like, you know, Wu-Tang is playing. Also, Yeah, it was the but, same but, night. But I didn't know what Seoul was until I got there and I saw you it. And I'm in. like... Yeah. I was like... I mean, uh, I love Wu Tang, yeah. but like this yeah. is wow! <laughs> Everything Puma killed it, Adidas killed yeah. it, like all of them yeah. was really, really. All cool. the brands had amazing stands and amazing artists, amazing DJs. And the food trucks, were... I love food, so yeah. I have to mention the food trucks. <laughs> food trucks, subscribe. Sh- shout out, sh- shout out to Pickle. That was the first time I had that burger. Oh my, life changing moment. That was my oh first my pickle chicken burger, and I. Oh my god! I, I have, honestly, I have. BC to me is different. BC to me is before the chicken burger from Pickle. <laughs> I had that previous life and now the post was... Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing will ever satisfy you now. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. We can go to Michelin yeah. stars, but I mean, have you yeah. had Pickle? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, honestly, it was... It, did you see that line that they had there? It was incredible. It was insane. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But honestly, yeah. like it's an amazing uh, opportunity to learn and find you. There were even... Um, I don't know if you know the main. The yeah, 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 main. I love so, like, for me, it was like heaven. Like, you know, I go from here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you mean I can have oysters too? What? I can have, yeah, I can have this and that and fries and everything. Yeah, it, it was, was cool. So it was times. cool. Yeah. We need, we need yeah. more of that. It was, it was incredible. Hopefully, inshallah, now when this whole thing is over, yeah. hopefully we're, we'll be able to go back and have, you know, like uh, performances or even I wouldn't mind doing an outdoor performance at this point. Yeah, you know, I just definitely. I want to see people. I want <laughs> the energy, you know? <laughs> of course, of course, yeah. of course. And I'm sure we will. And, and uh, it might be slowly, but surely we will. And at the same time, it might not be the same at first, yeah. but yeah. we will, we will like it. We have to adjust, you know, we... Yeah. we you know we we're, we're humans we we exactly we adapt and we forget you know i mean yeah. i think i don't know i i wish we didn't i mean forgetfulness is really good but at the yeah. same time i hope we don't forget the all the things that we took for granted first yeah. And then yeah. also all the lessons that we learned, we learned and, and yeah. the values that we have now because Absolutely. now you see when they opened up all the restaurants now are full so i feel like yeah. we're so rushing into into all this I feel like yeah. they already forgot, you know, and yeah. and, yeah. and I, I really hope we don't because I think yeah. move on, let's go back to the new normal right now, but then yeah. hopefully eventually to the normal. I, I said, I said for me, my approach is 
do it step by step and slowly and easily, like, you know, yeah. just ease into it, like, you know, do one thing at a time and make sure that you're staying cautious, taking your precautions, you know, like just don't jump into things because what happened is I think the reaction is people were kind of like suppressed and now things opened suddenly yeah. and everyone is like, oh, okay, we can go out, we can do this and that. and But at the same time, like, don't forget that there is still coronavirus happening. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think we're very blessed and lucky to be in Dubai because the UAE yeah. and, and the GCC as a whole actually handled the yeah. entire coronavirus very efficiently. Very well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, like, would I rather... I was in America and I was supposed to quarantine yeah. in America and I was like, mm, actually, oh I'm my just going to go to Dubai. You know, like, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sound... Yeah. It sounds like a lot safer because the healthcare system here is incredible. The way that yeah, the lockdown absolutely. happened was, was very powerful. Yeah. I mean, now it's open so people are, are out about and about and yeah. uh, you still should stay home, be safe, go out, yeah. have a balance. Have a have balance. A balance. Yeah, uh, I mean, but and, and don't forget, like, I mean, for me, I, I, I see that people are still very respectful towards each other, that people are actually, you know, keeping distance. You know, I actually think people are aware now. And once you're aware, you can't not see it. So, and the thing is that, I respect the fact that things have opened because, you know, we're all, we're humans where we should know how to respect, you know, rules and things like that. So we shouldn't be like, in a way, like, uh, we're not barbarous, you know what I mean? Of course, so, I agree. So we should, like, we were all very civilized, we're all very educated. I mean, we should know how to yeah. proceed from here rather than just being suppressed and being, you know, just obliged to do something. Of course, so, I agree, yeah. I agree. So I have a couple of things that wanna, I want to ask you. Uh, one, yeah. uh, what are, to anyone that's first, I want, to, I want you to tell the, the people that are interested in your industry to become DJs, what are the yeah. pros and cons, in your opinion, of being a DJ, one. And then two, okay. what advice you would give to these upcoming DJs, whether uh, they're young, whether they're, they're in their 20s, and how yeah. they should move forward and, and achieve what you've achieved and, and, and hopefully one day maybe you'll, you'll meet them and be like, Hey Mao, I heard your podcast yeah. and it helped me. Oh. <laughs> so, so what, what would you give advice? What advice would you give to these, to these upcoming people? Um, and I, the people that are scared as well, you know, yeah, there are some I mean, people that don't want to pursue it because of fears. So. Of course. I mean, I've, something I talked about as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say, I'd say like there are no cons of being a DJ. I, literally it's just as a profession you know just like any other profession so uh, the only thing is it might be a bit unstable if you're if you're a freelance dj if you're not assigned to a club or you know to an agency so it might be more of a freelance job where you have to really work hard to get your own you know gigs and stuff like that this is the only disadvantage i'd say um also, a lot of times uh, we you spoke about payments and stuff, so you would perform and you would have to, you know, run and chase to get your money. Unlike other works that you might go and do and you get your money you have, in advance. You have invoices, by the way. Do you guys? Invoice yeah, I don't. I, I invoice normally, and um, yeah, but still, I mean, you're still delayed. You still there is delayed payments, and you just have to, like it's it's really frustrating. Something that a lot of DJs speak about, but. I mean, some companies I've worked with, some, you know, clients I've worked with, they're 
were a blast. They were amazing. And some were not. So I don't want to generalize. I don't want to say like everyone is like that. No, it's not. And it's just the uncertainty of the fact that, okay, you might have work now. You might not have work next week, you know, but this is your job to find work and to, to, you know, maintain or to create work for yourself, you know? So this is the only disadvantage I'd say. Um, But pros, I mean, there's so many there. If you want to be doing something that you actually love, like for me, going to work, going to DJ is me. I don't see it as work. I see it as a happy time because I enjoy every bit of it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, it's like you for thrive. me, it's like yeah, it's it's fun times. Like the way I actually sometimes when I'm DJing, I get so excited. I start sweating like as if I'm working <laughs> out. You know, yeah, I swear yeah. it's as if I'm working out, and then you forget yourself and you. Literally, sometimes I play overtime and I'm like, oh, like it's fun <laughs> times. It's happy time for me. It is. Um, and uh, going to the point where you're saying that what advice, uh, I get a lot of uh, DMs from like young, young people. Because by the way, I'm not very young. I, I, I'm, I've just turned 30 next month. And uh, I really wish, I, like my biggest wish is for me if I had, Enable, or if I had pushed myself to start earlier at an earlier age, you know, yeah. um, you should start early. I think that's that's something you should keep in mind. Start early. It's never too late, yeah. as as you see. It's never too late. But whenever you can, the earliest you can start, learn. Um, don't take your time for advantage. Uh, you can do it parallel to something yeah. else. It doesn't have to be just you know you pursue DJ. And don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to be bad. You know, it's okay. We're, we're all learning. You know, I, I learn every single day. I'm like now I was taking online course in this time to yeah. learn new techniques, you know. Um, There's we're no always such thing learning. as failure as well, you know. No. It's, it's all lessons as well and it all builds yeah. up to something. And it of goes course. back to what we said earlier as well. You know, like you never exactly. know. Like yeah. this failure, quote unquote failure, might yeah. build you up to succeed in something in the future. And the lessons you gain in the end are super, super valuable. Of course. And so without important. without failing, without making mistakes, without, you know, doing things that are, you know, are, are out of your comfort zone, you will never feel like you've achieved things, you've yeah. succeeded at things, you know? So, and, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take as well. So, so if yeah. you're afraid of failure, not yeah. doing it in a way is also yeah. a failure. I mean, a failure, it's, it's still, it's uh, hopefully you would learn from it. And, and next time yeah. that you get the opportunity to do something, you jump into it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, make the most out of the time. I mean, yeah. uh, that's, that's one thing that, that I always say, you know, live in the moment, yeah. be in the moment and face mm-hmm. anything that comes because yeah. it's happening for you, never against you. You know, never. And, and, never. and it's never, it's never like, oh, if I tried this and it didn't work, then it's a loss. It's not a loss. Yeah. You learn something. You tried it out. You you know, you've actually like put some time and effort into it. It's a, yeah. it's an added you've plus. Evolved. Would, you've evolved. Yeah, you've evolved. Even exactly. if you didn't see the monetary gain or the physical yeah. gain, there's a yeah. lot of gain yeah. intellectually and and experience wise yeah. and wisdom. You know, so, so mm-hmm. there's so much to gain. And I'm sure, yeah. like uh, going back to you, I mean, you wish you had started earlier, but at the yeah. same time, your entire experience is what made you you led yeah. you to this moment in time. So I'm sure in a way you don't have regrets. No. You might have wishes, 
I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's true. Yeah. That's yeah. why I said my biggest wish is to go back in time and start exactly. earlier. But, but also, like, you know, things happen for a reason. And it's what, what's meant for you will happen. You get me? Exactly. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're, if you're 50 or 70 years old and you just decided to learn DJing. Go for yeah. it. It doesn't matter, you know? Of course. Or if you're, if you're 10 or 15 or, you know, like... It really does not matter. I've seen I've seen kids who DJ better than me. You get me? Yeah. Or better than an adult, you know, someone who's been DJing for 10 years because, you know, they're fast learners and stuff like that. So I always keep in mind that any, any start, any beginning is difficult, but you learn along the way. And in, we have, like, the best artists, best DJs you see around the world, they've been doing this for many years. No one just happens to be amazing from day one and don't yeah. let this stop you or you know make you feel like oh okay no i'm not good at it i'm not gonna do it yeah so yeah i think that's my my best advice and i always you know when i get dms and i have people asking me i always try to reply and be supportive in that sense because i wish i had someone you know giving me such advice before yeah you get me and of course. this is why i want to kind of push people you know to elevate yeah, exactly. It's yeah. also a part of our job as artists to support each other, to be there for each other, for upcoming artists, for, you know, I'm still upcoming. I'd say I'm still upcoming. Yeah. So I look up at bigger DJs and, and I want to learn from them. I want, you know, to basically be one day able to also help out, you know, DJs who are upcoming. So of course. Yeah, it's a cycle. It is, it is. And, and it's, uh, it should be done with love, with care. And, and at the same time, you're, you're all come from, especially as a profession, as DJs, you all come from a place of passion. And so yeah. at the very least, and at the very beginning, you all have mm-hmm. this mutual passion for this, exactly. for this uh, a, field, you know? Yeah, it's and a starting point. It should be the starting point for all DJs. You know, exactly. Having that passion, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mao, uh, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I think oh people are going to love this. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you for having me, Pretty. No, thank you for it's having my, me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Um, honestly, like, I hope to see you soon as well. Like, I want to really catch up with you. And I hope people will actually learn from this uh, episode. And they will, you know, if, if I don't know if you're going to put any tags or... I don't know how you. Yeah, will yeah, I'll I'll tag you at the bottom. There'll be hashtags. Perfect. All, Please, all, um, all the ins and outs. Text me if you need any questions or help or you know advice or just to talk or whatever it is. Thank you, Khaled. Thank you so much, and I thank hope you, you have a great day. Stay yeah? safe. Same to you. Yeah, <laughs> bye. bye.